Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Tactic Talk is brought to you by the most active community of outdoor enthusiasts, period. Connect with local hunters, anglers, discuss gear, learn tactics from outdoor headlines, share tales. Go wild is like a digital campfire with your buddies. If you are posting on other social platforms and finding that content is being restricted, not approved, uh, not meeting community guidelines, you're not going to find that here. This is a platform built for outdoor enthusiasts, hunters, anglers, you name it. Head over to timetogowild.com to learn more. Brought to you by the Where to Hunt podcast. It's tactical talk with real hunters getting it done across the nation. everybody, Eric Clark here with the Where to Hunt podcast uh, with another tactic talk for the week. Uh, today on the line with us, we have Jason Klein with Klein Outdoors. Jason, how you doing? Not too bad, Eric. How are you doing today? Doing good. Well, we're going to get right into it. Uh, I'm really curious to hear about your tactic as we have a cold front moving through and hunting pressure is kind of picked up. Um, you have some really strong strategies that you've proven successful with wind bumping, and I'm curious to kind of hear how you go about your season as we kind of march into it. So I can tell you that a, a, an extremely large part of my tactics is I'm sure as, as well as it is for hundreds and hundreds of hunters out there is cell cameras or trail cameras in general. Now cell cameras, cell cameras are really changing the game in the last year. You know, we've, we've went from, you know, um, deploying, you know, 30 to 40 trail cameras between three of us to now we have, I believe we have 29 cell cams between three of us in the woods now, and, um, you know, it's, it's all about locating deer and my general rule of thumb at all times throughout the season is if you know where there's a deer right now, right now, you know, where he's bedded, then you need to hunt him right now. You can't, you can't, you know, have that uh, mentality in your head that, oh, well, I might have off, I might be able to go hunt Thursday. I might have off at work. That just doesn't work. If you know there's a deer here now, you need to hunt him now. And when I'm, when I use the term wind bump, um, we've been successful in the past and that, that also ties into, if you know where there's a deer right now, if you know where there's a deer bedded this time of the year, cold front or no, no cold front, there's one thing that a very mature deer. And when I say very mature, I'm going to, uh, refer to that as over three years old, four, four years old, five years old, six years old. They will not tolerate human scent. Just about everybody knows that. They're not going to lay there. They're not going to smell a human and then just lay in their bed. They're going to get up. They're going to try to slip out. So if you know where there's a buck and you're 100% certain this is where he's bedded, the first thing that we think about is where is he going to try to slip out if he smells a human? 
Um, you know, and, and then we go and we cover those those areas where he's going to slip out. Let's say it's a small, you know, four or five acre thicket. You know, there's five or six trails coming out of it. This is um, these these are the trails you're going to want to cover, and you know you're going to send one gentleman, a hunter. Um, you know, he doesn't have to stink. You know, a whitetail's nose is unbelievable. You know, and they can everybody knows the story. Um, you slip upwind of where you believe that deer is, where you know that deer is, and um, your friends or whoever you're hunting with are on the intercepting end of that wind bump. They're on the trails that are leading out. So you go upwind very quietly, um, just like you're going to hunt, and you know you climb a tree and you hope that he catches wind of you and tries to slip out while you have a, you know a, another hunter waiting. So that's, that's that's basically in a nutshell how we win win bump here, and it's it's been very very productive for us in the past. Um, you know, especially especially early in the season, and I have found that younger deer younger deer don't care they they don't care. I don't think you can bump a, a younger deer, a year and a half old buck, two and a half year old buck, even some three year old. They'll just they'll tolerate it. Um, big old deer will not tolerate it. That's a, that's a good point to make there. I mean, for the folks that are trying to really get it done with the mature white tail, that's what this segment is for. Um, and you know, you're kind of playing chess with these animals. When I like what you're talking about hunt right now. That's what I'm about to do. You know, <laughs> tomorrow is as close as I can get to right now, uh, for, you know, Friday this week. And for, yep. Yep. for me, we're looking at wind and we're like, shoot, we know where they're betting, but the wind is going to challenge where we're going to access that. It's changing up the entire strategy to make sure that, um, you know, where we can get in undetected, but like you're talking about, if you have a, if you have a couple buddies that can come out there with you and you can play some downwind, so it trails up Absolutely. back towards you. That's uh that's yeah, I mean, a great concept. The most important, yeah, I a hundred percent agree. I mean, I have a very, very close network of friends that, um, you know, we, you know, that we've, they've all killed big mature deer on wind bump hunts like this and we and we actually were called the carpet bomb crew for many years because um the year in 2016 when we killed that you know that that booner opening evening on that with that wind bump um i actually went on facebook live and said here we go and then that's when i told the world that i have this deer that's almost 200 inches and we are going to go and we're going to lay out a carpet bomb and we're going to cover every single trail I'm going to go up when, you know, we got, we did actually get a lot of criticism as this is going, Oh, you can't do that with a deer that old, you know? And well, an hour later, you know, the pictures tell the tale, you know, we, we ended up harvesting that animal and, and, uh, yeah, if you, if you've got a couple of buddies you can take with you and they can flank that wind, I mean, that's, it's, it's, I think it's huge because I think a lot of times hunters think they go in undetected. They, they think nothing smelt them. You know, a lot of hunters have this mentality. If they don't hear a deer blowing at them, well, then they don't think they, they got busted. But they'll come out of the woods and say, well, I didn't see nothing. Well, that's because the deer probably smelt you from a long ways away, and they're not they're not coming out, you know? Right. So, and, yeah, I, and you think that that subtle nudge is enough? Like, you're, you know, I, I do. we do every now and again, like at the end of the, the gun opener, in Wisconsin, we'll do a deer drive, right? We'll be loud. We'll be, yep. 
you know, um, carpeting an area with a whole bunch of dudes and just trying to drive a deer out. If we, you know, we don't even know if one's in there half time. We'll just see what happens. I, right? I think um, that but, that subtle nudge is more effective than a lot of, a lot of manpower. And then and I, I honestly think mature deer, especially mature deer are going to feel a lot more threatened by one person sneaking through the woods and smelling that one person and this overwhelming noise and all these hunters trying to push deer, I don't think that's the, the way to move mature deer. But I'll give you an example. I have calves in my house and they're, you know, they're kind of friendly, whatnot. You know, they're, they're very elusive animals and you can walk by my cats. And if you just power walk by my cats and don't pay any attention to them, they sit there and they let you walk by them. But if you sneak through my house and you look at a cat, they take off a hundred miles an hour. And I feel like that's exactly what mature deer do. You know, and that's one of the, one of the things that I do when I go to my tree stand and all of us in, in my group is we, plow, we don't, I shouldn't say plow, but we go quickly. We don't worry about noise because I don't think deer feel threatened when you go in like that. When you go and you sneak in through the woods like an Indian and like you're a hunter, that's when deer feel threatened and move. It's an interesting, interesting concept. I've heard of other people that will like tromp around like a deer, you know, hop, 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 you know, run, 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 stop, right. run, 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 stop, run. Cause that's kind of how deer move through the woods. And, and, you know, if you're, if you ever run in the rut, uh, those deer are pretty damn loud, you know, uh, chasing away younger bucks yep. and things like that. So that's interesting. Yep. I really don't think they feel threatened when they hear the, the loud noise, you know, I mean, just try a few of an animal at home, just try it. Well, just, you know, power walk by your dog, even, I mean, you know, He'll just lay there and won't even pay any attention to you. But the minute you start sneaking, trying to be quiet, well, now you've got his full attention. Yeah, that is true. I can <laughs> do that with my dog. Oh, yeah. my cat. I have two, two cats and one dog. And that's uh, that's an interest. I've not heard anyone uh, talk about it like this before. This is the first time I'm like hearing someone consider this and, and put that into practice and have success with it. So um, that's kind of that's kind of cool. Yeah, you know, you, you always hear about deer drives and how hunters, you know, just about step on, you got to step on the deer to take them up, right? Well, you know, I think that plays in the part with because they hear this loud, overwhelming noise coming towards them. I mean, you know, they, they put up with things like combine tractors all the time, you know, stuff like that. And I don't think they feel threatened, um, you know, so they'll lay there until you just about step on them. I don't think it's because these deer are so smart that they're going to... <laughs> You know, they, they know you're hunters and that here you come and they're just going to let you walk by them. I think it's a matter of they don't feel threatened because they don't feel like you are a threat. If you go in with a lighter, you know, with two or three people and you sneak and you hunt your way through it, I think your mature deer are going to get up way sooner and run. Sure. Okay. Well, that's, uh, and then so like when you are doing this, like you, have a pretty good idea of where the deer are going to come from, right? If you have um, your buddies, you know, down one of that deer, right. they're going to run upwind towards you if, you if you've done it right, right? Or are they just going to kind of go, is it not that predictable? Like, where do you... Well, here's the thing. Here's the one thing about mature bucks that I learned over here is that unfortunately, mature bucks like to travel with their nose into the wind. No matter what you do, these bucks, they that's what they want to do. Um, but they don't always do what they want to do. I mean, a lot of times in deer drives, when we drive deer, you know, during rifle season, 
you all, no matter what way you're trying to push through, you gotta have a guy, you know, upwind. Because the, the deer, a lot of times, the mature buck runs with his nose upwind. Well, when you're bow hunting, that's a big problem if, the, if a big buck wants to always walk with his nose into the wind, right? Because, you, I mean, how, how do you kill him at that point? Um, so that is the one challenge is you always have that in the back of your mind when you're trying to pull off a wind bump is, okay, um, that guy that's wind bumping the deer, that's why he has got to be a hunter. And it's very important because a lot of times the deer will double back like that and come right at you, you know? So um, I don't think it's predictable. I think you have to know the woods fairly well and you, you need to know the way that deer travel um you know and and you should have a pretty good idea you know that you know where that deer is going to go um how is he going to try to slip out you know and i think that's the, the most important thing is just you know is take a look at your maps your onyx your google maps and and just kind of use your head and go how is the deer going to try to get out of here he's not going to tolerate the human scent he's going to get up he's going to try to slip out where is he going to go, you know, and, and, and use your best judgment and you cover that. And I think, uh, I think a lot of guys could be very successful. And then, and we also do that, you know, we hunt strictly public land and I'll be honest with you, when we pull up to a section of woods and we see another hunter or hunters there, that puts a smile on our face because it just made our job easier because now we can counter those hunters, use their wind, we can assume where they're hunting, you know, I mean, unless you're in a thousand acre block of woods, you know, you you can kind of probably just about guess where these guys are going and you counter them, you know, you use their wind. Okay. I'm going to assume their wind is blowing here. They're going to move here. Where the deer are going to go? That's where I'm going to go hunt. Yeah, that's a good, that's an effective uh, tactic. One that I think uh, some people are aware of, but a little bit harder to put into, into play and practice, but something you should, you know, at the very minimum be mindful of, you know, yeah, I mean, obviously, if you it's it works a lot better if you know the woods very well and yep. you've hunted there. You know, if you pull up to random public land and you've never been in there, obviously it's not gonna work because you don't know how the deer move or travel or anything like that. Yeah, and you don't know what other hunters are frequenting that or right. where the spots might be that they're choosing to post up or where the trail cams might be, et cetera. So it's a uh, right, right. Yeah, if you know the area well, you're 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 better off for sure. Uh, this is this is good mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, this is all stuff that you know people should be thinking about. I almost feel like, look, with hunting, there's so many things to be considering. I almost want to bring like a checklist of like when I pull up, okay, remember this, 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 and this, and here's the top three things you know from a priority standpoint you should be you know trying to like mm-hmm. go into the woods with because you lose it all. Like you you get kind of like squirrel mentality. You oh look at this, oh look at that, yep. oh I should oh, oh and then suddenly you start forgetting all the things that you know better about. Right? It's it's, it's mm-hmm. interesting. But the one about other hunters so, is a big deal. Yeah. Um, so, you know, to go back to how I start my season or we start our season, it is basically a, a, a lot of cameras. We use a lot of cameras to locate old deer. I mean, and it's different every year where we kill our deer. We, I mean, you know, I killed a, my deer last year, a hundred miles from where I killed, you know, my archery deer the year before that. I mean, it's, it's well, let's just face it, all public land doesn't have big mature white tails on it. You know, so we move cameras around, constantly shift them, look for big bucks. And we don't kill very many deer early in the season because we're not really trying. We have patterned them early by accident. You know, we've got deer coming down a trail every day at a certain time, you know, stuff like that. But we're basically just 
trying to tell ourselves that, okay, there's a, a buck here that we want to target. We know now that it's, you know, that it's worth hunting this, you know, when it, when it comes down to, you know, prime time, late October, you know, pay rut, rut, stuff like that, you know? Um, so it, it's all about for us putting together and inventorying the bucks. First. That's what we do. We move cameras around, try to find the big bucks. And I mean, we, we have a lot of cameras. And then you hunt where the bucks are. Sounds like it's a hundred miles away. Who cares? That's, that's, right. that's where I'm going to go. That's, that's right. We hunt where the bucks are. And I can tell you this three years in a row. Now, and this is why I say cell cameras are such a game changer. And, and you have to hunt now three years in a row. This is a true story. This happened. A friend of mine, Bud Bay is a good friend of mine. He's a professional fisherman uh, from the middle of the state. Um, three years ago, I called him up and I said, I've got a five by four. We were all tagged out. Me and my, my, all of a sudden, so I got a five by four, nine pointer now. He's a 140 incher. You drive down here right now, you're going to kill him at 1230. He drove down here and killed him at 1207 PM. That's a true story. The very next year, um, just about the same thing happened. Not quite as big of a, big of a buck, a different story. And then last year, um, I actually called Don Locke, another professional fisherman. He drove all the way from the UP of Michigan. I said, I, Don, I got this deer. This is during, it was like November, so I think probably November 8th or 9th. And I had a, a, a camera down here on some public land in Rock County on the side hill. And th- this buck was traveling the side hill three, four times a day, three three days in a row. And I called, I, I knew no one with the tag. I called up Don. I said, Don, get down here. He drove from the UP. I believe he got here at like one o'clock um, that afternoon. And I told him, I said, between three and five, you're going to, you're gonna, this deer's coming. And I want to say it was 4.20, somewhere around 4.20, 4.30 p.m. That exact deer came through. Unfortunately, he hit a branch with his arrow and uh, and the deer got away. Well, um, about a week later, I called a different friend um, and I said, hey, I got this is a different deer again. I said, I got another, another buck, a nine pointer. He's a three-year-old, 130 inches. Come down here. You're going to kill him almost at, right around five o'clock. And he, I believe he shot him at five Oh seven. He came the exact day that I called. He heard the stories. I mean, this is just, this, at this point in time, I only had one cell cam last year. This was the cell cam, you know, and, um, it, I, I actually had it for a couple of years and, and this is what it's done for us. I mean, the deer's there now. He's moving now on his feet. Go hunt right now. And this year, with so many cell cams, I can't imagine what it's going to be like during the rut. It's like I almost feel like I should sleep in, get a hot chocolate or a coffee in the morning, and then just wait for my cell cams to start popping and go, well, that's where I should be hunting, and then go climb a tree. Yeah, yeah, perhaps. You know, that's, that's, I almost feel like that it's came to that. And it really is. I mean, I'm going to wake up every day and instead of having to go in the woods and check all these SD cards and I, every year I get burnt by, oh, I have a one year, I call it the Halloween horror story. I'll uh, just to go off on the side tangent. I had my brain was 12. We were in a tree, timeless tree. It was 200 yards away from a different camera. We saw three little bucks seven shooters went by that other camera that day we were 200 yards away never saw a shooter so i called it the halloween horror story and then a couple of them are just huge and you know so every year you get burnt by your sd card you were here you should have been there that i mean it happens to me constantly and it's not i mean with a cell cam it's going to be a lot more difficult for that to happen you're going to wake up in the morning you're going to look at your phone and holy moly look at the deer are running here all night long 
<laughs> that's where I'm going. There's a hot dog getting chased, you know? So I think that hunters right now are really under underestimating how much of a game changer a cell camera is, especially one that sends you pictures instantly. I mean, this is, it's huge. I mean, you know, you could be sitting at work, you know, on the 1st of November and, uh, you know, and, and all of a sudden it starts popping off, you know, let's say you're chasing a booner and it, that thing's on a speed chase. And guess what? I'm leaving work. <laughs> I'm getting in that tree right now. 